Okay, good evening. Welcome to Macintalk number 44 for Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. I am your host, Chanel Allen. Macintalk is an open forum Q&A conference call for anyone with Mac questions. Whether you're just getting started and you need to figure out the right device for you, or maybe you are a longtime Mac user and have a question about an app or feature, or you could just be trying to get comfortable with voiceover and need some help doing that. For whatever reason, I'm glad that you're joining us now or later on via the recording. And I would like to extend a special welcome to the students who will be in my upcoming Mac class. Before we get to your questions, which is the main purpose of our call, I would like to go over a few iBug announcements. Since we have so many events that take place every month, and actually several times a week, then I'd like to let you know how you can find out about them. The first and the best place is our website, which is ibugtoday.org. That is I-B-U-G for iBug, ibugtoday.org. And there you can learn more about who we are, what we do, and most importantly, register to become a member. All of our training courses and workshops and social events are free. There's no cost and there's no cost to becoming a member. If you register on our site, then you will be notified whenever we have an upcoming event. Other things you can look at on our website are the recordings from our previous workshops. We also have a link on our website for Macintalk where you can find my contact info and information on how to, how to subscribe to the Macintalk discussion group. Then we are also on social media. If you'd rather get all your announcements and notifications that way, we have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash iBug today. And that's a great place to exchange information and ask questions in between calls. On Twitter, we are, and Instagram, we are at iBug today. In addition to our announcements, our Twitter master, Herbie Allen, posts lots of Apple news, Mac news, rumors, technology deals, and even some how-to guides for accomplishing various tasks on your Mac. And then we have our podcasts and YouTube. First of all, we'll go to YouTube. Our YouTube channel is, well, iBug Today. And on that YouTube channel, we have various playlists for the workshops we offer and the Mac training class. The videos or the lessons from the last Mac training class have been posted to YouTube. If you would rather just ask your smart speaker to play our podcasts or find them in your preferred podcast app of choice, you can do that. Just look for iBug Buzz, iBug Macintalk, iBug Cafe, and iBug Apple Workshop. Any of those should get you subscribed to one of those podcasts. And now, Let's talk about some things that are coming up this week. We have reached the end of the month, so our events kind of start over again. But on Thursday, we have iBug Trekkie Talk. All these events are take place on the same Zoom meeting ID link password, and they are in central time. So Trekkie Talk begins at 8 p.m. 
We are watching episodes two and three of season six of Next Generation. Friday, we have iBug Night at the Virtual Movies, beginning at 7.30 with the pre-movie social, where everybody just has a chance to kick back, relax, uh, tell jokes, and exchange uh, or talk about song and movie trivia. Then the movie is at 8, and this week we are seeing 12 Angry Men, and the movie discussion follows. On Saturday, we have It's iBug's Life, and I believe the topic is our favorite things or my favorite things. I don't know. When I heard that today, I thought of the Sound of Music song. Anyway, and there are even more events coming up this month, like our iBug Cafe, which is always the second Sunday of the month. That's a deep dive training session into an app or category of apps. We have our iBug Apple Workshop, our Vila Book Club, our Android Insight. There's just so many things. So definitely check out our website or our social media. But now we come to my favorite part of the call where we get to go around and hear from you. So I'd just like to know who you are, where you are calling from, and if this is your first time joining us uh, on iBug for, or for Macintalk. And I'm Chanel in Houston. I'm Misty Hagen from New Jersey, and this is Welcome. my first time on the call. Welcome, Misty. Glad to have you. Yes. Thank you. This is Brad. I'm in Dallas. Hi, Brad. Glad you could join us. He's my partner in crime. <laughs> Better late than ever. But hey, yep. I had to take care of business you should have been taken care of earlier. But anyway. Ah. Uh, And who else do we have? This, this is, is Marie in Reno. Hi, Marie and Shri, I think I heard. Welcome, Shri. Thank you. And who else do we have? Uh, yes, Sh this is Kenneth from Philadelphia. Oh, I'm sorry, Baltimore. Uh, welcome, Kenneth. Thank you. Nice to be here my first time. Great. This Looking. is Nancy from Arlington, Virginia. My first time. Oh, welcome, Nancy. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Hi, guys. <clears throat> Hi, Judy. Hi, it's Judy. Also glad you're here joining us. Thank you. And I'm Lynn from Delaware, and this is my first time, and I'm a student in the upcoming class. So. Awesome. Glad to have you. Mm -hmm. All right, welcome. And who else do we have? I'm Corey, and I'm from Ontario, Canada, and I'll be in the upcoming class. Yay. First visit. Awesome, welcome. Suva from Houston. Hi, Suva. Glad to have you here. Absolutely. Ray, Southwest Harbor, Maine. Hi, Ray. Welcome. Paul Columbus, Ohio. Hello, Paul, and welcome to you too. I'm Kay from San Antonio, and I've been here before, but not for a while. Okay, welcome back. Your name sounds familiar, so glad to have you back. This is Darcy in Ontario, Canada. 
Yep, I know who you are. Welcome. Yeah, I was say, you know who I am. I've been here before. Although yeah. I think it's been a few months since I've been here. It has. Say, it has. Yeah. Darcy, you're a new user, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's only been using this since 2005 or six, no. or whatever. So, six, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a All while. right. Great. Well, we have several new people. Um, do any, uh, Misty, did, how did you hear about us? And do you have a Mac? Um, I uh, saw it in the e email from the uh, iBug today. Okay. And yes, I have a Mac Pro. Great. And I think Nancy, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Go ahead and say what you were saying. I'm sorry. Sarah Kaysen. This oh, is a Sarah. new iPhone, so just pardon me. I'll be in your Mac class as well. All right. Welcome. Glad to have you here. Yay. Awesome. And I think uh, Nancy said she was new. Yes. Um, and um, I was just, I have a Mac uh, desktop and uh, I was uh, learned about iBug by uh, Shri Roy told me about. Oh, great. And I've been very happy ever since. I don't tune into everything, uh, you know, the things that don't apply. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I know my students, um, this is so, some of your first time, Lynn, Corey, um, uh, Kenneth, and several of you. So I'll get a chance to um, kind of get to know you. But since most of you here are new, then you are welcome to ask a question. We don't use the raised hand feature here. What you want to do if you have a question is say your name, wait to be acknowledged, and then I will say go ahead and then you can ask your question. And you can also respond to questions of other people. It's uh, not me who has all the answers. As a matter of fact, I try to let everybody help each other out. So um, with that being said, who would like to ask our first question? Well, you know, I'll, Hi, I'll ask. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. And you are, if you can say your name so we can all get to know your voice, that'd be great. Oh, I'm Kenneth from Baltimore. Okay, Kenneth, go ahead. Uh, well, yes, I, um, I've been a long time Windows user for about 21 years, and I'm just now starting to learn the Mac. I uh, just got a Mac Mini uh, M2 from this year. Uh, and I wanted to know, because kind of, I, trying to get used to the keyboard layout and I'm finding myself always trying to use window commands on, on the keyboard for the, for the Mac. And I'm just, like, what's a good way? Is there any exercise or something I could do to try? To oh yeah, that? we're gonna talk about that next week. But does anybody want to tell, help Kenneth, how did you get familiar with the keyboard? How, how did any, uh, some of you make that transition? Or do you have any recommendations? I had that problem. It's Corey. And you and are? I had that problem. Okay, Corey, go ahead. I had that problem because it was a mixed environment. I was, uh, in, yes. I was using JAWS at work and Mac at home. And I had to consciously think 
okay, this is JAWS. This is a, an alt key. This is now Mac. That's a command key. And we have to use control and option before doing much. I, I, it's, it's sort of a weird process. And I don't know if it'll work for you, Kenneth, but go ahead and give it a try if you can. I'm trying. I mean, I'm just getting now getting used to the uh, command key and the option and a, and a control key. Uh, I was going to use one of those keyboards that can work with the Mac and Windows, but I decided just to use the regular old Magic keyboard to try to learn the right way. So, and it's kind of easier because there's only three keys on each side of the space bar. So. Oh, you have the full <laughs> keyboard, right? With the numeric yes. keypad? Yay, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. So that's it, a good one. It was difficult before when I was trying to do double duty with a keyboard that can work with both, but I, I have to really <laughs> focus. So this is what I'm going to recommend, and we'll talk in more detail about it next week. But if you can find your either your control and option keys or your caps lock key, your caps lock works for voiceover too. It's just two keys above that bottom left key, which is control. If you hit that caps lock key and then the letter K, you will go into keyboard help. And in that okay. mode, you can press any key on your keyboard to hear what it is and, and figure out what it does. Oh, that's great. And and the Mac won't blow up or anything. I could just it won't blow up. You can away. press buttons and nothing <laughs> okay. will happen. Yeah. All this right. Brad. Sounds good. Yes, Brad. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing to keep in mind, uh, coming from Windows World, of course, you know, there's two things you got that are going on. You have your screen reader, which in the case of the Mac is built into the OS, and you have the Mac operating system. And so you're going to want to learn, um, you know, the, just like in Windows, you're learning your, your JAWS or NVDA commands, but you also have your Windows commands. So you got the same thing over here on Mac. You've got the Mac OS keyboard commands, and then you have the voiceover keyboard command. So like Chanel said, voice keyboard help, voiceover, VO plus K, that's going to help you out with voiceover um, keyboard commands. But as far as the Mac OS, it really isn't a, um, um, you know, the, the same kind of training. There is a voiceover help that'll help you out. But as far as as far as learning the Mac OS, one thing that helps with some of the basic stuff for certain things like cut, copy, paste. Instead of using a control key, you're going to use a command key, right. uh, and a num and a number of other keyboards follow a similar um, logic. That what what worked on Windows with the control key very likely it may work on Mac with the command key. Yeah. Also the menu bar can be your friend uh, in right. the menu. That's the nice thing about the Mac. No matter where you are, there's always a menu bar and pull down with pull down menus. Like we used to have once upon a time in windows and in the menus, you will find yeah. a lot of Mac OS keyboard commands listed and as you navigate the menu and it'll voiceover will read the menu item and then it will follow it with the keyboard command or the for mac os so that's a good way to to learn some of this stuff right yeah that's great just definitely the first step is really getting familiar comfortable with your keyboard and so yeah. going into keyboard help to do that um no it won't tell you mac but it'll at least let you learn where the keys are on your keyboard 
So. And it's kind of where I had I've been using an iPhone for years, so I'm so used to, <laughs> I guess I should have got a touchpad and I would probably be pretty good, but I never really used a keyboard. So I was like, wait a minute, I know how to do this, but how yeah, do you do we'll talk keyboard? about that. The um, <laughs> There can be some advantages to a trackpad, but it's not quite like using the touch screen of an iPhone. So okay. uh, we'll talk about that. But thank you for your question. Sure. This is Suva. Yes, Suva. Hi. I don't, are we, I don't know if we're taking the next question. Yeah, we are. We question. can move on to new questions. Yep. Great. So my question is, um, well, I deal with a lot of um, not accessible documents these days. And the question came up, well, um, if a student or a staff member is using a, a MacBook or in the Mac world, well, how do you, kind of do a conversion to OCR. I mean, we know voice stream reader exists, but well, how, what kind of solutions are available in the Mac world? In the JAWS, you have OCR. In iOS, iPad, you have voice stream reader. So is there a good one you guys recommend uh, on the specifically talking about Macs? There is voice stream reader for Mac. Right, it's a subscription-based, yeah. It is, <laughs> no, yes, no, unfortunately. Not that. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. not that. Okay, does anyone else um, want to talk about converting inaccessible documents on the Mac? Just a follow-up, do your students have access to iOS at all? Good question. Um, so it's students have access to their own personal equipment and also this question comes up pretty often um, well what do you do when the documents are not accessible it's fine if it's accessible you can use a you know your voiceover can read it to you right so but so, it's just coming up more and more often and to answer your question we yes our students do have access to uh, Macs and i to be specific iMacs and MacBooks so Okay, so one thing, um, my husband Herbie, he just finished school just a little while ago, but he would convert documents on his phone using those accessible OCR programs there. Yeah. And then, you know, transfer them via iCloud or Dropbox or whatever. And then, you know, they he could read them on his Mac that way, but the phone would do the initial OCR. This is Suva. So yes, that is, so it's basically in another word, you can use JAWS OCR or any other optical character recognition. Um, but what I'm kind of trying to see, that is a good option. That is what I actually currently do. Okay. I have to do the conversion at a separate device. And then that, that is the only current way that I know that it works. But I'm just trying to see, well, what do people do on the Mac when you do not have access to is there an independent way to do that on a Mac device? Okay, yeah, because so, that's why I was asking if they had access to an iPhone, because yeah. um, then they could, you know, do that on their iPhone. Mm -hmm. um, but if they don't, then there, there's another program I know of that I haven't used in a long time called ABBYY Fine Reader. Um, but there are no, there that's not free. I'm not familiar with any free OCR type 
things on the Mac similar to JAWS OCR or similar as an alternative to voice stream. Uh, does anybody else have any input on this question? Just say your name and wait. This is Shree. Yes, Shree. Uh, so just a curiosity question. Do you know what format these are coming in as? PDF and um, Word also, images. Um, what about just doing like um, Adobe Acrobat Reader, which is free? This is Brad. Yes, Brad. I don't, if, I don't think that my, as my experience has been that preview on the Mac works really well, but and not for OCR. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, yeah, if it's an image, that's the issue, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't think Adobe uh, reader DC is going to help you either because it's not the free one, the pro one, the pro one will help with a, with a, yeah, uh, I believe the pro one has some OCR recognition or yeah. OCR. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it's, you know, the same thing, even on windows, I mean, you know, JAWS convenient OCR isn't free. You paid for JAWS. Yeah. And so, you know, it's the same thing over on, on the Mac side, you're going to have to something you're going to have to pay for nothing that does does a very good job at least it's free this is suva yes, is suva. it possible to recommend to the engineers of mac to kind of do a built-in ocr i'm actually planning to maybe to put a some to a feedback uh, but i don't know maybe you know they can build into the voiceover is already there um, they do have they like built into it the image recognition, but I don't think that would work for a whole document. Um, no. Yes, Cliff. Yes, Cliff. <clears throat> Brad, doesn't live text work in the same way? I mean, on the Mac, wouldn't it read a image or photo of PDF or Word? You know, I don't have. This is Brad. I don't have a whole lot of experience using it. I think it yeah. might in a single image, but as far as for a whole you know, multi-page PDF document. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I'm about to do a little more digging on that because I'm spoiled. Yeah, me I, too. Live with, I live with sided family, so I really don't have to worry about that. Exactly. But... Yeah. This is Ray. Yes, Ray? What does OCR stand for? Optical character recognition. It basically takes it basically takes an image and sometimes people you know take a screenshot or they they take an image of text a picture of the text rather than the text itself so ocr tries to recognize the text that's in that image okay yep true this is free yes Shri. yeah i was thinking the same thing that cliff was thinking in you know, a live text because I know live text, when I've done it on the phone, it works pretty well. And if it does work like it does on the phone, it does capture a lot of the text. Hmm. And then you could always copy and paste that text. This is Brad. Yes, Brad. You, you know, a lot of times we're dealing with documents that, okay, they started out accessible. Somebody mm -hmm. created these in a word processor. And rather than do a save as PDF, like in Microsoft Word, I believe if you export from pages, it's the same, same thing. You'll end up with a document that can be readable by a screen reader. But what happens is people 
people who don't use assistive technology don't understand. And they will print a document out, take it to their fancy copier, and it will scan it. And, and they think, oh, well, I made a PDF out of it. Yeah, but that's a scan. It's a scanned image. It's an image file. And I mean, I've dealt with yep. people that if, if I, once I point it out to them, if you do a save as PDF, it'll make it something I can read. And they had no idea. So a lot of it is educating. The um, problem is in university settings that the, you know, professors will take pages out of old books or, mm -hmm. you know, they'll want you to do research from uh, whatever. And yep. so that is the problem. It's not even so much, you know, it's it's either people who don't know how to create accessible documents or it's taking stuff that was really only meant for the print piece of paper and converting it into an image that's, you know, so you're making not accessible even into more inaccessible. So it <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's going the other way. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, oh, this is Brad. And I think the problem is we're looking for a free a free solution to this, and that's just right. not no. available even on Windows. No. You have to pay for a good OCR product. This is Cliff. Yes, Cliff. If I'm not mistaken, and I could be because I don't use it every day, but I have Word on the Mac. I had a attend a workshop last week or last year and I needed work um uh, office suite and I'd rather put the office suite on my Mac than touch a PC even though I do every day for work. But anyways, I think that if I'm not mistaken, and I could be, but I think if you open up a PDF on the Mac that's an image, one of the open with options, if you have Word installed, is Microsoft Word and it'll say translate the text and i think oh. if i'm not if i'm not mistaken i did that a couple times last summer i'd have to fire it up and look at it again but i'm almost positive oh. that that's what it did i am going but to it, check that out I'm but again like 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 brad said it's not free you got to pay for office but once right. you have it it's an yeah. option which i do have it on my mac so i will check that i don't have one of the I fancy macs but all right <laughs> um that's a tree Yes, Shree. Can you go to office.com and just use it in the cloud instead of having yeah. to purchase the words? Probably, Microsoft oh, Word? Not. Probably not. No. No. It, that's not available. I'm sorry. This is Cliff. It, what about Open Office? Isn't that free on the web? Oh, Open Office mm -hmm. might be. Yeah, I think it's. I think but, that's where you would go, Sheree, for or Libra Office. I don't know what all yeah, the difference is between is. all those. But I, I've I've used those in the past, and there was accessibility issues with them. Okay. I'm sure they've gotten better, but again, you get what you pay for. They're you based, do. they're word mm -hmm. processors, and yes. um, I don't believe they're going to include a lot of these extra features like the one Cliff's mentioning with Word, and that's something one I I really need to go look into. Open with duh. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think I have. I'm sorry, just Cliff. I don't think I have an image that I got tested with because I don't get them every day. Yeah, I gotta find one. I, I find need to one find too. one too. But <laughs> meanwhile, while we think about that, we have let our conversation excitement, you know, go on here for a while. So let's see if somebody has a new question. If we haven't totally uh, driven everybody away yet. <laughs> My <laughs> bad. Like, what? This is Suva. I was just saying my bad. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> this is, yeah. Who would like to ask our next question? Any, nothing is too basic. There's no question. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Well, so. you know what? No, this is Kenny again. Yeah, uh, go um, ahead. 
I'm, I'm noticing a lot, even Microsoft plan on um, incorporating this new AI, AI check to, chat technology into the operating oh, system. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, has anyone I, I, I put in for the, uh, the waiting list, I haven't got accepted yet, but I mean, has anyone tested that for themselves? How accessible is it? Is it really worthwhile? <laughs> What exactly are we talking about? Because I know there's several ch- components well, to Chat GPT well, and several. I I don't know. Well, they, I mean, they again. It's I guess it's the, you can ask questions and it just gives you an answer. Like having a general conversation. And like I noticed, Microsoft. A lot of these companies are really moving quickly to um, blend it in with their different operating systems and, you know, to get ahead of, I guess, Amazon, Alexa devices. So I just, I haven't had a chance to test it, but I just was wondering, was anyone lucky enough to even, you know. This is Brad. Yes, Brad. I think think Kenneth may be talking about the new Microsoft as a a Bing that does a similar thing to chat GPT. And do you know anything? I know that I, I've heard of it. I know you have to sign up for it, like Kitty said, and he's on a waiting list. That's <laughs> yeah. all I know about it. <laughs> I'm, yes, Shree? So I'm using it on Siri right now on my phone. So I'm going to assume it may work the same way. Uh, okay. Right. Install the, they call it the Siri Pro service, but uh, call it whatever it is. It's just using right. the AI. But I did. I am using it with my Hey Siri right now. Okay. Um, Hi, this but is I haven't Lynn. turned on the Mac. Was yes, that- Lynn. I was wondering if you'd pipe up about this topic. <laughs> yes. Yes. I am a big fan of ChatGPT. Um, it's wonderful and creepy at the same time. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I have used the, 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 there's a, um, the, chatbot itself on open AI. Um, I think it's openai.com or yeah. you have to sign up for an account, which I did. And I actually have the plan where I pay 20 bucks a month um, because I love it so much. Wow. But you, wow. you can ask it questions. You can, it'll write stories for you. Um, it, you can say, I'm doing a presentation on a certain subject, can you um, give me some pointers that I should remember? Or you could even say, can you write my speech for me? Wow. And it will do it. Um, you you <laughs> want to check, you want <laughs> to, it, it is really, it, it's, it's amazing. You definitely want to check your facts though, because it does get things wrong. Okay. So yep, yeah, you really definitely. do need to check your facts. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't use it to perform an appendectomy although it will try to give you the instructions for that oh wow (laughs) it is it is really creepy and people have gotten it to do creepy stuff i never have i never could get it to do creepy stuff but anyway i'm going to point this back to the mac and say that (laughs) i was actually trying it on my mac along with lynn when she was doing her presentation i went on the open ai chat gpt and it was very accessible to type in the little box with my mac and i think we were talking about vaccines so i asked it about are vaccines harmful and kind of got a slightly different response than lynn but yeah it's very it's very accessible um, yeah. I don't know how accessible it will be when it is built into um, 
uh, Bing and built into other things, but I imagine that I, I don't see why it wouldn't be, but then again, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I haven't tried it on the Bing side on Mac, but I might have to do that just, just yeah. because. Yep. All right. Thanks, Kenneth. It's so fun to talk about AI. Huh. Anyway. Um, and Lynn, and let's see, who has our next question? Ray? Yes, Ray. All right. Once I get onto a site like iBug today or the Hadley website, how do I actually, what's the keyboard command for starting to navigate within the site? Oh, you could go lots of ways. Who wants to help Ray? You're, you're doing this on a Mac, I assume, right? Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. Who wants to help Ray navigate on the Mac in Safari, a new website? This is Sri. Yes, Sri. I think, Ray, when I first started, I just did BO right arrow. Yeah. started with that before I went into, you know. Okay, what did you do? BO, which is the voiceover oh, key, which now was talking about okay. either caps lock or control okay. option. And then pressing the arrow keys, your left and right arrow keys. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is, I've this seen, is I've seen, uh, and, and some people have told me about this thing. Right? You, you put the cap, the VO command plus shift. And the up and either the up or down arrow, which makes you interact with something. What does that mean? All right, Brad was going to uh, say something, well, so go ahead, Brad. Yeah, but since you asked about interacting, a lot of times when you get to a web page, uh, this is a voiceover concept. You're not going to find in other in other screen readers, uh, and you may need to interact with an area, uh, perhaps a toolbar, as opposed to just navigating, you know over it or being forced to navigate through every item. If you're not interested in the toolbar, you navigate right over it. In the case of, of the web, Safari, you will get to the uh, web content area and you will need to interact with it. Now, the beauty of that is when you're okay, in it, stop, you're stop. not going to accidentally How? navigate out of it. What I don't understand is when, when do I know as a blind person, when do I know if I'm supposed to interact with something uh, by using the up or down arrow or just using the VO left and right arrow. Is Brad? Yes, Brad. You can learn if as a new user, Mac has um, help. And if you go into your voiceover utility and go into, um, God, where is it? I know where it is. Verbosity. There's a way to enable hints. Yeah, they should be enabled by default. Yeah, they're probably enabled by default. Yeah. But it's in verbosity and then. It's in verbosity and then there, thank you, Chanel. Hints, and then there's yep. some tabs, some categories, like they're tabs. And the, the last tab on the far right as you navigate VO right arrow through them is hints. And if you go through there, you can turn on hints. And as you use your Mac and navigate around when you get to some place where you, you know, interacting is what you need. It will tell you, you know, press VO shift down arrow to interact. It will prompt you to interact. Okay. Thank you. You know, this is Kenny. I want, you know, actually, cause I experienced that today going to the Google site. Now your natural instinct being on a computer before a Mac is just, 
to arrow down the screen with down arrow. But yep. when I got to the Google site, I mean, with like with the uh, the, the results it found, you had to you had to open open <laughs> open uh, the t- you know, the titles, and then you arrowed down, and you had to open the results to read. It was, like, complicated. I got frustrated with it, to be honest. I I just wanted to arrow down the page. I know. So, yeah, I... We will talk about that, but basically it's just a different way of doing things. It's not so much that it's harder. You know, it might take a few more steps, but really, instead of down arrowing on the Mac, you're using via right arrow. And that's because voiceover processes information as web chunks. In Windows, you know, you can kind of navigate through the web like you can a document, an open document. But on Safari, there's like chunks of the site and each chunk VoiceOver has to kind of go through. And so you navigate from chunk to chunk or little paragraph to little paragraph or whatever with VO left arrow and VO right arrow. And if you want to navigate in bigger increments, there are things called headings. And there are certain ways you can use to navigate by heading, link, whether you want to use the keyboard, the trackpad, something called quick nav. There's there's a lot, there's lots of ways you can navigate your Mac and some that will be easier for you than others. But it's just kind of a different paradigm and a, a little bit of a different process, but it will be just as efficient with practice. This is Sarah Kaysen. Yes, Sarah. And I wanted to comment about what you're saying. That is so confusing when on the web, I like Audible and I go there a lot and I thought, mm-hmm. well, I know this website pretty well <laughs> with the iPhone and with, but with the Mac, it almost looked scary. I don't know how to navigate that site. I have QuickNav on because I have it on on the iPhone and I just thought, well, it makes sense to have it on on the Mac. Right. But it just keeps jumping around. Audible is a trickier site. Um, I have found that to be so, you know, what I'm going to recommend is like the website where your reading assignments will come from, Applevis, A-P-P-L-E-V-I-S.com. That's a great website for practicing all these different um, methods of navigation, but you will get there. I got the, um, some of their guides, but I still, no matter what, cannot figure out how to change the voice and the voice utility from that. Oh boy. This is Shree. Yes, Shree. Not oh boy in a bad way. I'm just saying, oh my goodness, this is exactly what the class is for. And I'm reminded why I'm teaching again. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead, Shree. You know, I'm just going to say, you know, um, most of you guys, you know, you know, Brad, myself, um, you know, Chanel and um, Darcy, we've all been where you're at. And I know when I first started, I thought it was overwhelming. I go, why isn't it just going from left to right, left to right, you know, just a flow. But eventually you'll start figuring out the flow based on when you're navigating. It, it may not make sense now, but as you get the, get familiar with it, it'll start making sense. There is a logic to this illogical world. And uh, with practice, you'll figure most of it out. Well, thank you because I've had two Macs before and I gave up. And I got <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to give up this yeah, time. Yeah, definitely don't don't give up. No, I mean, I when I first got my Mac, I came from a Windows world. I had a, I stared at it for thirty minutes. Yeah, and finally I had to put it away because it was just 
I didn't know what to do. But once you learn the basics, then those baby steps, you'll start walking. And when you start walking, then you'll start speed walking. I, like the, I think the Siri is far better than any of that Jaws stuff they have. Um, I, that's why I wanted it. I think you, you know, you can get it to do so many things. And I thought, well, it's far better than what they've done for so many years. And I, that's what I believed then. And I still believe now I'm just overwhelmed. So I'll be quiet now. Yeah. You, like Shree said, just take it one step at a time. And, you know, I think, um, the more we talk about things in class, the more you are able to do some little practice on your own, you, you will get there. So, but I did get Ventura. Ventura, Good. however you say it, I got it all. I was like, I did it without having to call Apple accessibility. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> now we just need to get you subscribed to the class email list, but that will come. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I got a new iPhone two days ago, so I don't know why it wouldn't subscribe me. I'll do it from the computer and it'll subscribe. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. That's okay. All right. Done. So I don't, I think that was kind of a couple questions merged. Did we answer the original question? Um, I think that was Ray. I, I think you were the one who asked. I think so. Um, the main thing is just to use your VO arrow keys to move through the site to get to know it. And that'll help at first. So who would like to ask the next question? Hi, this is this is Lynn. Yes, Lynn. Okay, so um, my issue, I think, is that I have used so many operating systems. Um, you know, I've used, I've dabbled in Chromebook. I've dabbled, I've, I used to use Windows a lot when I worked. Um, then I did get an iMac and loved it. Um, but then the iMac got kind of old and I couldn't update it anymore or anything. So I gave it to somebody who loved it. <laughs> and I got myself a MacBook, a MacBook Air. And for, for reasons I just can't figure out, I just don't have, how do I say this? I don't do as well in, on the MacBook Air. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the keyboard. It, like things don't behave sometimes as I expect them to. Um, and I don't understand that. And I, I don't know if it's just because, well, I've done a lot with the phone. Like I, I do everything with my iPhone. Um, but there are just times when you really do need a, a real computer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you do need a, a, you know, um, because some websites don't, don't work well on the phone and, and things like that. And I have a, a wonderful MacBook Air. And I feel like I need to immerse myself in it. I really need to jump in there and um, not even use my Mantis with it. Just, just, uh, just do everything like from the beginning um, and refresh myself on how things are done. Um, and maybe I mean, do you, would you have any idea why the MacBook Air is so much harder for me than the I'm than the iMac was? Um. Well, let does 
anybody want i i can think you know you might do better with an external keyboard but has anybody else um had that experience coming from an imac to using an imac air and um this is Shri. yes Shri. yes i can definitely say the external keyboard makes a difference because i do have a macbook air and i i feel uncomfortable using the keyboard on it but when i use an external keyboard it's much more comfortable for me right okay so yeah so maybe that's the deal maybe and, that's the and it, and it could be just, just the way the small. keyboard is laid out on the max you know the, the laptops the, the keyboards are kind of flat yeah mm -hmm. you know when you're when i when i had a windows laptop the keyboard is more raised mm -hmm. and i was thinking too like i have the mantis and of course the mantis acts as a, a keyboard and a braille display you right. know, QWERTY and a website. But do you recommend, like, for the class purposes, that I really shouldn't use the Mantis? I should just really follow along the way that you guys, you know, are doing things because... I have had problems with Braille on the Mac, just, just getting okay. it to read consistently. Now, that being said, since you do have a Mantis, if you're going to use the... Um, I don't know what the key simulations, um, you know, are, are, are the equivalents. If mm -hmm. you can use the Mantis like you can, you know, a Mac keyboard, yes, then I mm -hmm. say, why not? But if, oh, right. Cliff, go ahead. I can confirm that the when you use the Mantis with the Mac, because I have one on my desk right now, <laughs> the keys are, they, the Mantis is smart. I just, just, that's all I can say, because when I use it with, my work machine, which is also on my desk, the Windows, it switches the keys to Alt and Windows like they're supposed to be. But when I use it on my Mac, Option and Command are where they're exactly supposed to be. So okay, okay. Yes. So I can tell her to do V O K, and she can do that on her Mantis. Yes, she what? can. It, yeah. it, okay. it puts okay. it right in the yes. right spot. The only place that it will be different is on the phone. It's not a smart there, but when it comes to Mac versus Windows layout, it does just fine. Well, then I say by all means, give it a try and see if that can yeah. be your Mac keyboard. I, mm -hmm. I just don't know enough about the Mantis, but if, if okay, definitely so wait, give you, that a try. So you don't have, there's no right control, right? Um, there the is Mantis, on, no. on the, no, on, or I don't know about or, the Mantis. Or no, the MacBook Air. MacBook Pro, yeah, MacBook keyboards either, correct. Right. No, except on the Magic, the full-size oh, Magic yeah, the full keyboard. The Magic keyboard has one on the left okay. hand, right? Okay. Yep. Because, wow. um, like, if you have to do, like, Control-T or Control... I know. I've gotten so spoiled with my keyboard. Um, I don't know how you would do that unless you had, like, an, unless if you could learn to use your a hands. toe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, this is Cliff, what is Control-T do on the Mac? I'm just trying to... Um, but anyways, I would use my thumb and just reach up with my index finger, but I have a little flexibility, so... <laughs> yeah, I do, too. I, I'm pretty good there, too, but... No, I, Corey, I, I had that Mac experience where I switched from an iMac. And when I switched over, it had been several years. So part of it for me was the keyboard. And I'm wondering if some of it wasn't some subtle operating system changes. Because when I got rid of my 2009 iMac, it was because it was older than dirt. And it wasn't doing any upgrades. And right. I waited a long time me. before I upgraded. So mm -hmm. there, there might have also been some subtle operating system changes. 
as well. I don't, I can't swear by that, but the guys are taking a set break so I can talk now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So I definitely like having control keys on both sides of the space bar. That's why I love my external keyboard, but sounds like Glenn, the Mantis will be the best option for you. And um, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but just find whatever, you know, him sounds like the external keyboard might be the way. And yeah, do your best to immerse yourself if you can, or just say that deliberate, like I say in the syllabus, deliberately choose to accomplish one task every day on the Mac, at least. Yeah. And, you know, um, um, I'm totally committed. I'm absolutely committed. And I, I'm ready to, I don't, I really don't want to go back to Windows. I mean, I really don't have any desire because one thing I can't afford jobs right now there's no way um (laughs) and and I really don't want to get a a pc I have a very nice computer here so why would I do that so yeah and I'm really excited yeah thank you well Mm -hmm. welcome to people who have been coming in throughout this hour um we are here for your questions I had thought about doing a demo but let's see if we had any more uh questions Ray. Yes, Ray. Okay. Does anybody have any experience, uh, good experiences with uh, using voice control on a Mac? Oh. Anybody using voice control? Well, well, what is voice? This is Kenny. What is voice control? Voice control is basically, it's also available on iOS, and it is, it's basically dictation. Formerly, it used to be enhanced dictation, or you might call it dictation on steroids. You can basically, it's really for people who have limited mobility and need to dictate everything into their computers. Instead of just dictating a text, they need to be able to tell their computer to click that, go go to this, go... um, and so there are some voiceover commands for voice control. I just, I don't think, unless I lost the movement or ability to do anything with my hands, I don't think I could get myself accustomed to using it because um, you just have to talk so much, um, especially when you're doing voiceover commands. But that was when I tried it a couple years ago. So it could have improved since then. I'm not sure. Does anybody else, has anybody else experimented with voice control? This is Cliff. Yes, Cliff. If you're a voiceover user, it kind of clashes, I guess, for lack of a better term, because voiceover will listen well voice control will listen to voiceover and try to perform both whatever you telling it to do and what it, it was mainly designed with people with dexterity issues right with, um you know who have trouble tapping and typing and stuff like that so i don't think it was designed for people who had who use voiceover because you can use siri for that uh, to open up apps and stuff like that but if i think the best experience I had with it on the phone and the Mac is when voiceover is off and then it's kind of a mute point, especially for a totally blind person. Right. Or the other way, I mean, you'd have to use headphones so that it didn't hear your voiceover. Um, So it would only work with the use of headphones, but yeah. um, Good question. 
Who would like to well, ask? The answers I'm getting, uh, the answers I'm getting from all of you is that it's confirming my suspicions. I, I've been very frustrated trying to use it. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm just going to say I, I really am not going to go into that anymore. So. My recommendation is if you want to use it, try head headphones and and try yeah. um, a headset, you know, with a microphone, so you can still talk and then your computer will not only have a better chance of hearing you but it won't hear voiceover that would be my only suggestion thank you mm -hmm. great Shree. Uh, yes Shree. Uh, so i've got a question um so i'm using text edit uh-huh and i'm randomly getting kicked out of the document it's almost like the voiceover focuses on the outside of the text edit like the frame of the text edit Huh. And then I have to stop interacting and, and start interacting again to get back into the document. Do you, do you know what I'm doing to get so, it kicked out? Bumping the trackpad. Oh, Brad? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Bumping the trackpad. Okay, yeah. Do you, are you using, are you anywhere near your trackpad? I, I do have a trackpad. Um, that, that's what you know. I was thinking is um, I'm hitting something. I'm thinking I'm hitting something on the trackpad to cause the voiceover focus to, to change, but um, I'm not sure why it's going on the, you know, kind of like if you think of a text edit document, I'm going like outside the text edit, like I'm in the square box of that document. So the toolbar, well, first let's go ahead and let Cliff, um, go ahead, Cliff. I was just going to ask if you're using quick nav or not, because I know when I'm wondering that too, when quick nav is off, it, it automatically defaults to the text area, but I also don't have a trackpad. And when I did have one, I always turned it off because I hated it. Mm -hmm. um, this, this is Shree. Brad, I mentioned the trackpad because I know that Shree's using, uh, you're using your Mac, a MacBook Pro, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so most of the time, it looks like it's, it occurs like I'm just typing. Like it just loses oh. focus and it's outside. And how do you know it's lost focus? Like, what does it say? Uh, it's like I, when I type, like nothing's happening. And then, you know, I, I could stop interacting and then um, it'll be back in the document. Because normally you'd have to interact to get, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. I'd, I'd have to interact. Right. Yeah. Sometimes if my quick nav is accidentally on and I've, you know, and I press an arrow key, then I may be up in the toolbar, the, th the view, whatever word, um, you know, I'm, a, I'm up in some other part of the window, but if my quick nav is off, that shouldn't be a problem. And yeah, if I was near, if I was um, using my inbuilt keyboard, I would definitely bump the trackpad and that could cause problems. Uh, was somebody else going to say something? Yeah, it's Corey. Um, yes, I had, Corey. I've had similar issues, and it's because I'm using the onboard keyboard with my MacBook, and I have bumped the trackpad. I've almost thought about turning that off because it can be very annoying. This yeah. Is Just because I've got really, I, I don't have great hand posture when it comes to typing, and every once in a while I'll nudge that, and all of a sudden, some bad things are occurring. Yeah, definitely. Yes, Sheree? So um, if QuickNav was on, I wouldn't be able to type anything, right? Like, I wouldn't be able to type a, a document. Well, Here, you might be. It. 
you might be able to if sing if single quick nav can still be on but single key quick nav could be off single key quick nav would allow you to do things like h for heading b for button and so forth so if right. that's on then you wouldn't be able to type probably but if just regular quick nav is on you actually would be able to type um unless brad or cliff am i totally no, speaking off the wall it. or am i that's, right that's exactly it okay so I think, yeah, that's true. Um, so like does voiceover make a donk or some sort of like da da da, -da when you, when it, it's just not entering the text, does yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, just like, I'm not, I know as soon as I type something, I know I've been kicked out. So I just interact. As soon as I interact, I'm back in. Hmm. Well, interesting. Um, does anyone else have any thoughts? Brad? Yes, Brad. Do you reboot your Mac all the time, Sri, or do you just leave it on? Um, I usually like try to reboot it, you know, once a week or so. You might try moving that frequency up. I mean, if it's acting up, you might try toggling voiceover off and on or, you know, re rebooting the Mac more often. I don't know. I find that Rebooting the Mac operating system, restarting voiceover cures lots of oh. ills. And I have been finding lots of strange voiceover <laughs> behavior since Ventura has come along. Maybe other people have as well. Um, just to know, I see that Diane has her hand raised and um, iBug doesn't actually do raised hands. I know from ACB, we're so used to doing the raised hand thing, but uh, we don't actually do that in iBug. And welcome com Community 4, aka Herbie. Um, any other thoughts on this discussion? I was thinking um, um, maybe the external keyboard, if you could try that to see if it is that you're touching the um, keypad accidentally or the trackpad. Because if you use an external keyboard, you're not going to be touching, you're going to be keeping your hands off the computer. Yeah. Hmm. So you're not, so that would, that would sort of rule that out. Like you'd be able to see if it happens using the external keyboard. This is Shree. Advantage. Yes, Shree. Sorry. Yeah, I am using an external keyboard, but my external keyboard is connected to an external trackpad. They're connected oh, together. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh. Yikes. Yeah, but it, but 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 your external trackpad that you're using isn't right where the heel of your hand is, like it is on the MacBook no. Pro. So no, it's on the right side. Yeah, you're probably okay. not hitting it then. Okay. Well. Um. All right. But thank you. Yeah. Sorry if I'll uh, try to pay attention when I'm, I mean, I, I'm normally, I normally have no problems with text edit, which is why I like it so much because it doesn't lose focus. It's, um, yeah. Well, this is Herbie. Yes, Herbie. I think, and I'm not meaning to stereotype, but I think text edit problems in Shree seem to be synonymous. Cause they do. No, they do. he has had problems more with pages and stuff no, he's he's had problems with text edit in the past too i think it's okay i think it's i'm just a super fast typer ah uh, that could be oh. so this is herbie yes herbie 
couple, you know, when so first Immunity of all, four. Having, yeah, well, it won't let me change my name. So, <laughs> and even though I thought I'd be signed into the, my main account yeah. too at that. So, all right. Um, anyway, so your keyboard, is it Bluetooth or is it USB? It's uh, USB. It's, it's, okay. it's the magic keyboard, but I've got it wired. But I wonder if you, can you rewire it to the computer itself rather than to the trackpad? Because my thinking is that the trackpad, because it's wired to the trackpad, it's commands are having to go through the trackpad and then to your computer. But if you were to unplug it from the trackpad and, pl pad and to plug it directly into your computer, the keyboard would go directly into the computer, bypassing one command terminal, being able to process that much better. And uh, maybe you might not have the focusing issues. Uh, my keyboard and my trackpad are both wired to a dock that's connected to the Mac. Oh, we got a dock in between. <laughs> okay. Well, you made it sound yeah. like it was wired to the trackpad. So <laughs> I'm just, just saying that, that that's the impression I got. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I don't know if the dock would make a difference. I, I guess it's still something to experiment with. Just wire it directly to your computer just mm -hmm. to see if you notice a difference. Mm -hmm. The worst that'll happen is that you'll be right where you're at. And other than the fact that you've used up one more port temporarily on your computer. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay. And um, Diane, did you have a question? Yes, I, yes, I okay. did. Okay, great. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I thought I'd pop in here for a few minutes and see what was going on. Anyway, my um, Mac Mini, I was, um, I must have bumped my hand against something because I thought I heard voiceover say mute. So I'm wondering if there is some kind of mute button on the Mac Mini, and if there is, I wasn't able to find it, you know, to, to see if I could unmute it. You know, I just got a Mac Mini. I only feel well, the remember, button in the back. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Just remember, um, everybody, so we we say your name okay. and then yeah. wait for me to say, okay, yeah. go ahead. And I think okay. that's Kenneth. So, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Kenneth. Oh, sorry. This is Kenneth. Um, yeah, I have the Mac Mini, and... The only button, believe I've felt over this thing gazillions of times so far, <laughs> and is the button on the, the back right-hand side as you're facing it to turn it on. But I'm pretty sure there's no kind of um, tactile button or area where you can mute voiceover on it. So that's kind of strange it did that. Yeah, um, well, you know, I may not have heard it right or... Um... But I'm, 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 obviously, I'm going to have to get it working again by next week, and I hope I'll be able to do that. I'll have a sighted person over here tomorrow, so maybe they can help me figure so it out. So are you using, like, a trackpad, an external trackpad? Is that what you were are thinking no. of? Okay. It was no. actually something you taught touched on the Mac Mini. Okay. Yes, I, ha I have a trackpad, but I haven't brought it down here yet. You know, okay. or tried to connect it. Oh, you don't have any keyboard. Okay. I have, yes, I have a keyboard. Okay. You know, I have an Apple um, type keyboard with the 
with the um, what would those be control options and command on well, both you can sides. Raise the volume with the keyboard, I believe it's um, function key six or seven. All right, so let's let Herbie go. Okay. Um, actually, that's kind of along the lines of what I was thinking. You could definitely try those. The because uh, I think you muted your computer speech. The other thought that I have though is if and you I think a... it's to unmute as F ten. Okay. Um, the other thing you could try is if that doesn't work. So, um, try F ten first. That'd be the quickest way. The other thing you could try then is put it plugging in a braille display into your computer if you have one, because that would uh, display your what's on the screen if VoiceOver is running. And so then you could get into the system volume that way with the um, going into system settings and typing in sound and then go to output. And one of the options would be, to, if you interact with there, would be to unmute. So, so it's yeah. just plain F10, not unless, in combination with anything. Unless you've changed the behavior of your function keys, which keys, which I don't think you have, then yeah, it would just be plain F10. Okay, now I just push that and nothing happened. Okay, oh. and you hit, did you, was voiceover on? Before, you said voiceover was on, right? Yes. Okay, so you may want to press F10 again. You can also hit F12 to increase the volume. Um, F12 will increase the volume, F11 will decrease it. Um, okay. This is Sarah Kaysen. Yes, Sarah. Is it possible that she could have muted speech in voiceover, but like you can on the phone? Is that a possibility? That's definitely possible. I mean, it's more so possible like if you were using a trackpad or something, but because um, there is no keyboard command to mute and unmute voiceover speech, but that's a good like idea. Like there is with a Bluetooth keyboard? Because oh. on the iPhone, like I do the modifier keys and the S and it'll mute the speech. Oh, I Herbie. believe it's S. Okay. Herbie, go ahead. Yeah. The only way I know of to mute the voiceover with a keyboard command is to actually be in the voiceover utility where you would check the box to oh. mute voiceover. <clears throat> no, I wasn't. Okay. I definitely wasn't that. Okay. Well, this is Kenny. Right. Could you try command key F5 just to see if voiceover toggle on and off that's a good option too yep. yeah i was gonna try um, to remember that command but i couldn't i didn't remember if it was f8 or f5 <laughs> i get it mixed up look at all of you are oh, helping each other already it's doing yes i i did press command f5 and okay. it's fun and voiceover turned on and it's looking for my password but um so I can't, when I type it in, I can't hear myself typing it in and the keys aren't making the clicking noise. This is Shree. Go ahead, Shree. I, I think when you're entering the password, it may not do that because on mine, it doesn't make any sound. Online. Sorry. No, this, this is Herbie. I noticed yes, that Herbie. with Desi's computer the other day. Um, but Chanel, this is, I needed to yes. make a, a kind of, sorry to correct you. It's actually function F. Well, actually, maybe I guess if you don't have the modifiers changed, you would just... Yeah, like, if, you don't, if you don't change the behavior of your modifier keys, then it's... Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, which that was actually going to be my demo on finding that convolute setting, but... Um, 
we've had so lots of questions. One of their, so. This is Herbie. One other hack you can try that may or may not work. Um, I mean, two, there's always a possibility you turned off the computer and didn't realize it. But I think um, she just got voiceover on, right? Yes, I just heard voiceover telling okay. me to enter my password. Okay, then you did get it on. All right. So one other suggestion I have, if you find that you're, you can't unmute a computer in general, sometimes this will work, is plugging in a USB headphone headset, oh, yeah. and that might bypass um, <laughs> sometimes. But F10 obviously worked, so yeah, it won't click when you obviously enter your password. And another thing I noticed with helping Desi with her Mac, if you have an M2 Mac, is voiceover may not come on when you turn on your machine so you may have to turn it off and turn it back on to hear it so yeah my um my computer i did discover recently because i was freaking out because it didn't seem like anything was working and i did discover that i had to enter the password before voiceover would come on that um, happened to me the other day <laughs> and I guess the thing I'm wondering then, like if it if it's if it's wanting my password, should I be able to type where I'm at because I can't use any keys to read what's on the screen? So if you try doing like a control option left arrow or a control option right arrow, it doesn't let you move around. It doesn't say anything if it is moving around. This is Shri. Yes, Shri. So on mine, I experienced the same thing you experienced. I just do a command tab. It then focuses it into the text field for the password, and I just type in the password, and it seems to work this for me Sarah. that way. Yes, Sarah. Is there a way to modify the clicking sounds? Um, since I'm just a beginner in the Mac, is that helpful? Like on the phone, you know, how you can turn the sounds on or off and, and uh, what is it, audio settings or whatever is... Does that help in some of these fields where you where you're typing and you there is no no speech no it's scary I I, I see right. what she's saying I I just wonder yeah if most of the time there should be that clicking but it sounds like there's just those rare instances where there isn't like what she's dealing with this um, is Herbie yes Herbie yeah I think this is where we're running into some the M Max, the M2 Max at least seem to exhibit some interesting behaviors that us old fashioned Intel users currently don't have to deal with as much. I don't want to say for sure because I think some people have had problems, but Ventura has introduced a series of interesting little quirks, but I wonder if you you probably could leave Apple feedback and say, you know, we really miss the clicking on the logon screen for the password. Could you please bring it back? And, you know, this is Desi, and and yes, I Desi. do my um my when I enter my password, um, it does click on my screen. Mine did the other day too. Um, oh, yes, <clears throat> mine was doing it uh, as of like yesterday. Interesting. Um, but this is Shree. Yes, Shree. Do you know if you rebooted your Mac? I haven't. Um, I can't reboot it be, be, because I, you know, you got to go to the button right that that says to restart or not to restart to yeah. shut down. You have a mini, right? Yes. You can hold down the power button and in the back. Oh. 
Okay, yeah, the one on the right. corner, the one on the corner of the screen. It's yeah, it's you... the only one, actually. Okay, yeah. all right. And this is Herbie. Yes, Herbie. Sorry, just one other thought I had. If you're not getting the clicking, my thought is then it's actually not the log on screen. It's when you're waking it from sleeping, and that could be where you don't get the clicking, but maybe you do get it on the log on screen. Ah. Uh, so that's another thought that I have. This is free. Yeah, I do have mine set up to, you know, it. I, I haven't changed anything. It does lock automatically after a while. Okay. Just go ahead, Shree. I think I'm going to agree with Herbie on this because I think that's when I don't hear it because there are plenty of times I don't hear the clicking. I just command tab and just type in my password and, just, and then logs me in. If I, if yeah, I don't get it right, it will tell me it's incorrect password. The command, command just to, just to make sure because I'm so new, command is the key closest to the space bar. Correct. Yep. Okay, that's what I was pushing, and I was pushing the tab, and it didn't seem to make any difference to anything. You're not going to hear anything. You just, it's like, it's silent. Oh. And it's, when you command tab, it somehow it lands on the field. You don't, that's right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't hear any of it. I just know from doing it, that's what it does. This is Ray. Yes, Ray. Uh, two, two comments. One, uh, on my, I have a Mac Mini also. And I, I turn voiceover on and off via Siri. I just tell it to turn on voiceover or to turn it off. And I don't have works. Siri set up yet. I'm waiting for Chanel to tell me how to do it. Okay, sorry. Okay. Let's <laughs> let him finish. <laughs> sorry. The, the other, uh, oh, I forgot my, 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 oh, yeah, I forgot what else I wanted to say, but. It'll come back. Sorry about that. Sorry. Yeah, we just okay. want to try to speak one at a time. We do, you know, try to say our names and all that. And I know we're getting excited because we're trying to help Diane and all these new people <laughs> out because it's fun. Yay. Um, anyway, so actually, does anybody, so does anyone else have another question? This is Desi. Yes, Desi. I do have a question. Um, I I have uh, I had a lapse in my my Mac use because I had used a um, an iMac from 2011 to the end of 2016 when finally I could no longer update it anymore, and um, then for a long time I did everything on my iPhone. I just didn't have another computer, and so when when I wanted to do Zoom hosting for the ACB community. Cindy at that time had told us we had to have a PC, so I got one, and ultimately, um, I wanted to come back to the Mac, hence my my purchase recently of my Mac Mini, but I've noticed that since I have come back, there are a number of changes that have happened since I was last using a Mac, and seem things don't seem to be working the way I think they should work. And I'm curious to know if you download an app from either directly the website where it comes from or, or the app store or whatever, um, and then you install it. When it's installed, where does it go? Okay. Who would like to answer Desi's question? Getting apps for the Mac. This is Sarah. I, I only know that when I downloaded something, it went to Finder at the bottom of the menu. This is Herbie. Is it? 
Okay, that's a good start, Sarah. Yeah, um, go ahead, Herbie. So what you have to do, so there's two types of apps you'll find on the internet. There are the PKG ones, and those will automatically install, I think, to the apps folder and to the proper directory. I don't think you have to do anything with those for sure. Yes, you do. You have to hit open on the PKG file. Well, yeah, you have to open it. But I don't think you have to move the PKG no. file to the apps apps folder like you do no. the uh, other type of app, which is the um, PNG installer. DMG. DMG, yes. So if it's a DMG file, what you have to do is you open it. It's going to bring up an icon view with the app. And then you have to do a command C, then do a command shift A, and do a command V to paste it in there. Now, the problem is with that, sorry, Herbie, you know, you, your apps are by default going to go to your downloads folder. So it'll download, but it's not going to bring up a dialogue to save it. So what I used, what I did at first, I ended up having like six copies of a file at once because I didn't <laughs> know that it was actually downloading. Um, and so the best, when you're in your finder, you do command option L, like if you're on your desktop, and that'll take you into the downloads folder. Um, so just wanted oh, to get that part. That, sorry, this is there again. That's why it wouldn't work because I, it says the name of the app that it, it downloaded, but I couldn't get it to work at the yeah, end of you the Yeah, you have to go to downloads. Um, could you say again, op command? Command option L. Okay. Because it's something like Winamp is what, Winamp for Windows. I oh, I well. love Winamp. Yeah. I, anyway, I too, and I thought I just wanted something that was similar, and this was recommended, so I got excited mm. and I tried to download it, and I want to listen to music on my Mac. And oh, anyway, sorry. that's a whole other topic. But okay, um, yeah. So what? We're, so and then the other type of apps come from the mm -hmm. App Store directly, and you don't have to worry about doing. But most apps you're going to get for your Mac, actually you'll download from the internet. There's some stuff in the Mac app store, but I found a majority of what I use comes from third-party sites. This so. is Desi. Yeah, Desi. So Herbie promised to help me tomorrow. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to get into too much of, I, I was able to get the Zoom app in load down, download and install. <laughs> and maybe if I could learn to talk, that would be good. Um, it's okay. I was saying good morning to everybody when they first came in. So, because <laughs> I'm so um, used to, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but now that it's downloaded and installed, I can't find it. Oh. And I, and I went, I went to the downloads folder, you know, which is where I installed it from, but now I don't seem to find it anywhere. And that's kind of what I was. Did you try going to your apps folder? No, and where is that? <laughs> command shift A. Okay. Yeah, okay. command shift A. When you're on your desktop, um, mm -hmm. just go do command shift A and then and then in there. Um, you'll want to make sure it's set to list view or column view first, because mm -hmm. when it's an icon view, that's not very accessible to voiceover. So then right. you, so you do command yeah. two to set it to list. Um, okay or command, um, either one, and then you, you can down arrow and get to Zoom. To where it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I remembered 
Um, so I did some of this this afternoon, and then I have plenty of questions for you still, Herbie. So we're, we're all good. But, um, but you know, because I'm really interested in ultimately being able to Zoom host from my Mac instead of my PC, which I really want to get rid of. Right. And um, but right now, um, I'm not finding things to be as intuitive as I remembered them being. And I don't know if that's just because there have been a lot of changes to the OS since I was last messing around in there. Um, well, we found where, because Herbie asked me the other day, and this is what the demo I was going to do for everybody, um, was actually getting to the spot where you could change the behavior of function keys. And it's in a slightly different spot in mm. Mac OS Ventura than it has been before. So... Mm. It's mm. in keyboard, but you have to go to shortcuts, and then there's this table that you have to go into, and it's kind of um, mm. a little bit buried. So but yeah, so it seems to me, okay. Okay, well, it seems to me like things are, yeah, are a little bit more complicated than they used to be. Am I wrong? Well, who? So when? When do you remember the last operating system you used? The last Mac OS? Mm -hmm. Let's see. It was after. Uh, what was it? It was after Mountain Lion. It was okay. Um, things have definitely changed since then. I think. Yeah. This is Herbie. Yeah, well, Go ahead, there Herbie. Was something later, I won't interrupt one of the things time. that Mac OS has tried to do really since um, uh, the one before Monterey, Big Sur, is try to make the Apple layout, the Mac layout, look a little bit more like the iPhone, and it's mm, right. It's a rather interesting thing. I you you'll get at least because I you know when I started with the Mac, it was um, you know I really got to know it well with the one before Big Sur Catalina. So okay, I I think my last operating system was Sierra. Okay, Sierra, whatever that was. Probably, but you know that was a lot more similar to what I was used to in Catalina. So we a lot of us had yeah. to get used to yeah. some interesting changes, and then. Ventura, they really introduced some interesting changes once again. So it's they, huh. they they have made some changes, but I think once you get up to speed and you get know how to navigate it, a lot of it's just the initial setup, and then you're used to how things uh, work. I don't right. know. Yeah. And, and you know, and I think apps. Have, I don't know if there was a difference in how you used to download apps, but that's always been the same for me going back to Mojave. So. That mm -hmm. hasn't changed, actually, how you handle apps. Yep. All right. Well, we're getting into a lot of the basics, but a lot of the nitty-gritty of the basics. So this is awesome. Um, we have about, oh, we still have some time for some more questions, if anybody cares to ask one. This is Ray. Yes, Ray. What's QuickNav, and how do you turn it on and off? Oh, okay. Related to your browsing question. So earlier, Ray asked us about how you could explore a site for the first time. And I don't actually recommend doing it with QuickNav, but um, who wants to tell him, tell Ray all about QuickNav? <laughs> this is Herbie. Okay. okay, Herbie, go ahead. I know some of you can explain this. Come on now, guys. I shouldn't be shaming you all here. And I like answering all right, questions. This is Sarah. Oh, I can okay. explain QuickNav as far as the phone goes and Braille displays with the phone, but I don't know 
yet about the Mac, which is why I kept my mouth shut, which is that's okay. Say what you know. And (laughs) (laughs) for the phone, and I love quick nav on the web on the phone, but I've been using it for a long time. You just press the H, the J, the, it, it, it makes a lot of logical sense to me yes. to get from place to place on in Safari or it doesn't work quite as well with Chrome. It seems to be more unstable, but that's just my opinion. And it, it almost does what JAWS would do with their letter commands on a web page. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Explanation. Okay. Does anybody, I, I think that's a good one. Does anybody want to expand on that? Um, well, this is Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. One method of with navigating the web that I teach and really try to emphasize that for a number of reasons is actually better than QuickNav, which by the way, you did a good job of explaining because it works the exact yes. same way on all the systems. And that's where I will talk about how the phone and Mac, if you know a lot of things on the phone, you might actually know more about the Mac than what you realize. Um, especially if you've used a Bluetooth keyboard. But the method of navigation I really try to emphasize are the VO command commands with your quick nav off because you get a lot more flexibility on how you do things with the web. And even more than that, though, the web rotor with VOU, and I forget if you have that on the phone or not. But There uh, is the, a web rotor on the phone, okay. but it's a little more... The web rotor is a lot nicer because you get all those navigation methods, but you can also now do navig find things by first letter or phrase. And so, for instance, um, like so I think though Ray is basically trying to understand all these terms we've been throwing out. So, so far, everything you've said is Greek. (laughs) Oh, good. I'm not the only one. Gyro. Um, let's see. Uh. Nice. Ziki. Okay. So how, so if you're just trying to explain if, if you want to get somebody to navigate in Safari for the first time, you know, yes, Herbie. So quick nav just basically lets you use single letter navigation to find different navigational elements on the web. So with quick nav on, and your quick keys activated with VOQ, you can find headings with the letter H, um, links with the letter L, and so on and so forth. And what you is a heading? Heading is... Okay, I'm explaining quick nav, not whatever... Di- Okay. A heading is where different sites are going to sites are going to be divided into headings to based on the site. Um, heading, they're like chapter titles. They're like chapter titles or whatever. Um. But quick nav, it lets you find those elements quicker on a page. It will also read texts in on a website in larger blocks. So it'll, which is one thing I do like about quick nav is not necessarily. It's the same as VO left and VO right. Yes, what but I'm talking about spots? yes. Sorry, this what? is Sarah. I forgot. What about hotspots? Because they, the when you go to VoiceOver Help, mm-hmm. you press. VO or the command, whatever those commands are, because I always use the caps lock key. Uh, well, let's my make voice sure over. what we said so far makes sense to this poor Ray guy. I mean, I, okay. I, <laughs> I just want to try to understand what a hotspot is. Those are, that's a whole other, yeah. So okay. um, 
is this kind of making sense, Ray? So basically, we as voiceover users have some kind of shortcuts that instead of skimming with our eyes, we're basically telling our computer, hey, I want to move by this thing because I don't feel like reading all this text in between here and here. So um, that's kind of what, you know, this nav quick navigation does. That How do you, that how do you turn it on and off? The left and right arrows held down together. So you press left and right okay. at the same time. Okay. But I don't, I wouldn't use that anywhere else. I only use it in Safari because if you use it anywhere else on your Mac, you're going to have problems. So oh. only use it in Safari. <laughs> it, that's a little bit different than the phone. I know the phone, but in, I mean, as Cliff pointed out, you can type if single letter quick nav isn't on, but you're still just better, you know, it's, the arrow keys are a bit more erratic and whatever if it is on in other parts of the Mac, to put it more simply. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. This is Sorry. Lynn. Can I ask a question? Yes, Lynn, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so when you, um, this is the, the, the quick nav thing is really interesting. So when you press the um, left and right arrow keys, does it tell you that quick nav is on yes. or off? Because I never get that. I never get a... Um, it should. So this is Herbie. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Herbie. that can be adjusted on the if you're when it comes to the iPhone, that can actually be adjusted in the voiceover notifications. It can also but, be in the voiceover utility on the Mac. Yes, but by oh the difference God, between but the difference between the phone and the Mac is unless they've changed something in the Mac recently. By default, in on the Mac, it will actually say quick nav on, quick nav off. Whereas the phone, it'll make the tone sound. Yeah. The phone makes it okay work. and i turned Did off it? all the yeah. the sound the ear cons because they were driving me nuts <laughs> but that's okay okay thank you yep oh my god i just fixed it and i don't Yay. know how all right Yay. and you're diane by the way but yes, i'm glad I'm you diane, fixed it sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's okay I thought her I, name was Minerva. Oh, wait a oh. minute. I'm, I'm used to everybody knowing who I am. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, anyway, yes. I and, Well, I wondered if it was going to be different because when I typed my password in, it started clicking. So. Oh, okay. Yay. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Yeah. Wow, we're about out of time, actually. So if you um, enjoyed this and we're not too crazy for you, no. Uh, come back next month, same time, um, March 28th. And before then, though, definitely check out all of our other iBug events, like the um, Trekkie Talk and Movie Night we have coming up this week, and iBug Buzz, and then in too long, we'll have the iBug Cafe. So hope that um, some of you can come, and I will see many of you in class next week and i promise class will be a bit more organized um so <laughs> with that i will say good night and talk to you later <laughs>